Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA. MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Talking sports. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You ready to get drafted? We're talking live. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray. That's Paul Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we are hyped up for our 2016 NFL Draft Preview Show. Let's get it on. If you're ready, your picks, all your thoughts, whatever you, who, who you want, number one. Give us a ring, 718-664-9098. Like always, rayandtaytoday.com, rayandtaytoday at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, iTunes, and YouTube. We are available and we are here. Real quick, before we get to the draft, tell you sleepers, uh, potential trades we think might go down, stuff like that, and we go through the whole 31 picks of the first round. we got to update the NBA playoffs, Ray. Curry's out. Maybe he'll back, be back game three or four next series. But break it down, just your emotions for CP3 and Blake Griffin. But for Chris Paul and the Clippers, you got to feel like Billy Crystal and the Clipper fans are cursed. And how, how bad do you feel for the Chris Paul injury and just another year of them falling short in the playoffs? Well, they haven't fallen yet, but it's a matter of time. You can't lose your two best players in the NBA and think that you're going to even get out of the first round. They may, by luck, get out of the first round, but that's about it for them. And then guess what? They get the privilege of playing the record-setting number one seed if they get out of the first round. So they're, they're dealing with their own injury, too, with Steph Curry. But you hate to see injuries is the bottom line. You want to see teams win or lose at full strength. And the accident, Chris Paul's accident, was a freak accident. I mean, he's just doing that swipe move that he does all the time, and it's just a freak accident. So uh, it breaks your heart. It breaks your heart because, you know, we said he's at the point in his career where he's done everything statistically, and the one thing missing from his resume is playoff achievement. You know, he's got to get himself to an NBA final. Even Barkley, Ewing, Stockton, Malone, they all at least got to a final, you know? No, you're Chris right. Paul never even sniffed the finals. You want so, to see Melo and Paul make it in the finals. Look, even Duran and Westbrook have been there. Harden's been yeah. there. You just want to see Melo and, 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 and Chris Paul get there. Um, we might have three game sevens. Uh, the Raptors took the lead 3-2 over the Pacers last night by a hair of a second. Uh, <laughs> Professor Prince George, uh, you know, Paul George almost uh, tied that one up. And then the Hawks put it on the Celtics. Will these teams win on the road to end it in six, or inevitably will we see two game sevens in no series? We don't know Miami-Charlotte what's going to go down. And then the Blazers-Clippers, you know, the Clips might have another win or two in them, still could even pull out the series. Or do you think the young Blazers will advance? 
the Young Blazers may advance, but I think it'll take them seven games. Um, Charlotte and Miami are tied right now, so that's, that's a that's a. Listen, them Hornets. I've been buzzing in yeah. the air about them. They haven't won a playoff game since what '92, so they uh, they're looking good. Uh, I like let's say uh, let's say seven game series make it interesting because we kept saying hockey's first round was much more interesting than basketball's first round. But right, if they you have can a game get seven tonight, hockey Nashville Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah, but if you can get three game sevens out of this first round, that's great. I'd love to see that. Most of the action is in the East, but you know what? With these injuries happening in the West, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. I. Uh, and, and nobody, you know, it's funny because now nobody's talking about Steph Curry, but that's the biggest injury of them all. Right? Oh, it's huge. Uh, you, it's you didn't huge. think the Clippers were going to win a title, you know, especially with Blake but, only playing last four games look, of the season. Before last game, once you heard that morning about Curry, the Clippers are going into that game thinking, hey, if we finish this series 4 1, you know, we might not see Curry to game three or four. We could have a 2 1 or a 3 0 lead. And. Now that's just all gone, and that's like, wow. You know, it is what it is. Look, the the, the NBA playoffs will be great. Obviously, the OKC is one with some bad blood. Uh, Cavs and Spurs won. And Mark Cuban needs to stop. FYI, anybody that's ever dribbled a basketball, I want you to know, Ray and Tay will personally tell you, Russell Westbrook, who's led the league in triple-doubles the last two years, led the league in scoring two years ago, is not just a superstar, he's going to be an all-time top 15, top 20 great player. So, and even better than Dirk when his career is over, probably. So, Mark Cuban, stop it. Stop it. So, does he, is he pulling a Donald Trump? Does he really believe what he said, or was he just trying to get under people's skin? He just wants people to get, he wants to big up the Mavericks and Dirk, and he was upset, and bad, you know, Look, the guy, what did, what did Russell have the other night to end the series? 32-12-9 or 36-12-9? Come on. He's insane. But that's what I'm saying. Is Does he really believe that? Or, or is he just stirring it up, getting some hometown? I don't know, but I heard other Jewish media going. people, since he said that, other media people were like, oh, he's got a point. Only Durant's a superstar. I'm like, shut up. And I know the point of superstar in terms of commercials and off the field, but Russell is huge in commercials and in modeling now and fashion. I mean, come on. Uh, Russell's got just as much going on off the field. I think it's strictly on the field, on the court. I think that, you know, this non-superstar thing probably has to do with raising a team, putting a team on your back. But when Durant was out. You said that three years ago, though. Not now. Not now. No, I I agree 100%. And, and again, he – Mark Cuban – is not stupid. He and he's a basketball fan, right? He may be biased because he owns a team, but remember, he made all of his money because he's in Indiana. He's from Pittsburgh area. I think he, he made his money because Indiana basketball. He wanted to listen to them on the radio, so he created that company, Broadcast.com, and sold it to Yahoo. So he knows basketball. He's not yeah. some dude that just happened to be a rich dude that daddy bought the team and he's running. So, <laughs> He doesn't believe that. I don't think he believes that. I, I think he was just think trying to get a ride. No, I think he knows more basketball know. than that. All right. I, you know what? It, it's time. I can't, I can't hold it back anymore. I can't hold it back. You know, it's like, what's, what's the rock, Ken? You know, I can't hold it back. Might need the rhyme. So it's time, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to 
Ray and Tay today, the NFL Draft Preview Show. You are now listening to the NFL Talk Ray, 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 Ray and Tay have done a, a mock draft 1.0 because everybody does them just to throw it out there, but we only do two. And the 2.0, we each have a separate. We collabed on the first. Each have a second one, and this is our final one. The night before the draft, we're ready. Are you ready? The Rams are on the clock. Before we get to our individual picks and break it down real quick for you, Ray, give me – Who who's the biggest sleeper for you? You know, probably not a first round pick. It could be even second to seventh. But who's a guy that you think that some team will get and he turns out being, you know, Ron Stud that everybody's like, I wish I took him in the first round. Wow. Uh well, if he was that good, you should have taken him in the first round, right? <laughs> <laughs> um No, you know what? We talked about him. I want to see how I mm. want to see how a guy that you know because I look you know why I say Connor Cook because I look at a kid who was a third round pick from Michigan State by the name of Kirk Cousins who I said you know what he's just a role player and I don't know that he'll amount to much in terms of a starting quarterback and. I was proved wrong so far. I mean, so far, so good. This guy beat out RG3, played better than him when they were on the same team. Now he's taken over and is the guy. So I'd like to see how Connor Cook pans out. Um, they were There was talk about him being a top 10, top 15 pick before the season. Obviously, he didn't have a great offensive season in, in Michigan State. You know, they're known for defensive squad. So I'd like to see how Connor Cook pans out. That's fair. Well, for me... I... I almost want to say two guys, you know, right off the bat, I think of Cardale Jones, if this guy, Mr. 12 gauge won the chip, if he can get his mental and his footwork, right. You know, I think he's got the arm and I think he needs a year or two of prep, but if he gets in the right building, Ray, I think the kid has got mega talent and mega potential. And this one is sort of just, a hope and a prayer, and it's for Jalen Smith, who could have been the number one oh. pick from Notre Dame, the linebacker, Ray. And you and I both know, I mean, that injury in the Fiesta Bowl broke our hearts, but this kid is absolutely so ridiculously talented that you just pray he can even make it back to 90 95%. Because if he does, he could play six to ten years maybe if he, you know, whatever. The nerves have got to regenerate in his knee, but – we send out our prayers for Jalen Smith because that linebacker, that kid is special, special Ray, you know? So that, that's why I hate I to see. Yeah. yeah. And on that same line, miles Jack and oh, yeah. Jalen Smith, you hate to see two guys have so much question mark about injury. I mean, it's one thing to debate guys on tape, yeah. but you just, Oh, it just breaks your heart yeah. to see these young kids yeah. have to deal with the injuries. Oh, definitely. Cause you know, their talent's legit, you know? So, well, we'll see how that plays out. The Rams are on the clock. We both have ideas of what they should do or whatever, but our mock draft is what we think these teams will do. 
Ray, the Los Angeles Rams are going to select. Well, Vegas has put it down. They're going to select Jared Goff. He's their guy. Went to Cal. Big program. Big system. Put up mega numbers in three in the last three years. So he looks like the fit. They made this trade knowing that that's their guy. So I got to yeah. think that Goff is their guy. We both think Wentz might be better. Uh, at least physically more talented, uh, the bigger body. Better but in time. Better in time. In time, over the long run. Obviously, Jared Goff played in the Pac-12 and, and has all those games under his belt. But looks like the Rams are going to start off, not in the new stadium yet, but in the new city, they're going to start off with Jared Goff. I agree. I say they're going to take Jared Goff, and you know what? He's got the look, you know, like Prince, you got the look. So he's ready. He's a cow kid. He knows, you know, the landscape. I think he'll be fine. Eagles number two. Look, we both have them going with Carson Wentz. You don't trade up for something else. My question to you is, did they underestimate how pissed off and emotional and sad Sam Bradford would get about this? And now, would he hold out? Do they have a place to trade him, a la Denver, San Fran, or the Jets? Or do they just have to play tough, you know, tough ball with him, tell him, suck it up. You know, we couldn't trust you because you can't stay healthy. Be the starter for this year and try to earn the fact that we or somebody else might want you if you play good enough and hope that he does it. I got to tell you, I'm a little disappointed in Sam Bradford, right? Oh, One of the highest no. trophy was pretty durable in college until the end and then hasn't been durable. and hasn't really done much in the NFL. And by the way, he's gotten paid his whole career. 78 million and 78 touchdowns, right? <laughs> his whole career he's gotten paid. He was the last guy, right, of the big contracts before they had the rookie quarterback, you know, salary cap. So 2010. You got to bet on yourself, man. You what you do is you say, you know what, draft whoever you want. You want to draft a quarterback, go Russell Wilson style. When they brought on the, you know, the big free agent, say, you know what, draft whoever you want. I'm the man. I'm going to outplay everybody, and I'm going to be the starter. And you're going to have to have me in there as your starter. I like Doug Peterson bringing along Carson Wentz, also with um, our boy Frank Wright, quarterback coach. So I wish them well. The San Diego Chargers are on the clock. Ray, who do you have them taking? San Diego Super Chargers. So this is the this is the end of your boy's career, Philip Rivers. He's probably got three, four more years left. Yeah. And I think for those three, four more years, you want to keep him upright. So mm. I think that they're going to go Laramie Tunsil, the guy who was projected to go number one when Mariota. Mm-hmm would have been the number one, you know, the quarterback of the number one team. But now they traded down Laramie Tunsil, Old Miss offensive tackle. Listen, I can't go wrong with it. They already have two tackles if they got to stay healthy and Dunlap and I forgot the other guy. So we'll see. But for me, I love the pick, but I say they lost Eric Weddle and he was the man back there. And they have Jason Verrett. And as Ray always says, location, location, location. Well, their location is the AFC West, and they have to deal with the Raiders and those wide receivers and the Broncos and those wide receivers, and now the Chiefs and Macklin and their weapons. So I say the Chargers need cornerback slash safety, Mr. Versatility from Florida State, Jalen Ramsey, 
a super superstar. Number four, your Dallas Cowboys, Ray. They're on the clock. <laughs> and well, the you know, I want game. them. To, I want them to take somebody on the defensive line, but uh-huh. but Jerry Jones loves athletes, and Jerry Jones loves impact secondary players, and he hasn't done great with Morris Claiborne and Carr. In Claiborne drafting him, Carr in free agency, bringing over the kid from UConn. So well, he's I have good. A feeling Last year, he's good. he's he's good, but I have a feeling that he wants some star power, and he's gonna go after your boy Jalen Ramsey wow. and plug him in as a ten-year starter. Now I wouldn't do it, but I have a feeling that your boy looks at him as a superior athlete who can play corner and safety. He can. He's a thumper. Jalen Ramsey's a thumper. He definitely is a yeah. thumper. So I don't. I don't. You know, that's not a bad pick at all. I, um, you know, I could see it. Well, you know, the Cowboys need so much help, right? And for me, I think they need it on the the defensive side as well. I'm going to tell you that they should take the guy that I select. Now, people are worried about his speed, but I think he's slippery and, you know, he's quick on the line. And I think they'll take Joey Bosa, defensive end from Ohio state, but I would not be shocked. And they probably will make a mistake when they already have three running backs and Dunbar McFadden and Morris with that great offensive line, they might trade, take Ezekiel Elliott, but Tay's pick is Joey Bosa. Yeah, there's a lot of rumors going around that Elliott. Yeah, I think they're going to do it. I think you're going to take Elliott and that's fine. It's great. But your defense is so poor. You don't even have somebody to line up at defensive end with Lawrence and uh, Gregory out and all that foolishness. So the Jaguars are on the clock, Ray. Number five, this young, talented team is building. Where do you got them going? I think they choose between DeForest Buckner and Joey Bosa, and I think they'll go with the bigger, faster guy that has more measurables. Mm-hmm. And the they'll forest. go with the defensive end, DeForest <clears throat> from Oregon. That's a good solid pick, and you love the arm length of him, and he's a giant, and he can play a couple of different, you know, five technique, three technique. You know, he can move up and down that line a little bit. I got the Jaguars going with the linemen. I think they want to have somebody to go with Jokel, and I think Laramie Tunsil being there left on the clock, to me, that helps Bortles. It will help uh, Ivory and, and um, my man, the other running back from Alabama, and Yeldon, and I think – you know, there was still a lot of pressure on Bortles last year and a lot of sacks, and he's got to get rid of the ball faster. But getting Larry Mitunso, you could possibly move Luke Joko over to the right tackle, and Tunso to me is just even much more talented to him than him. He's a dancing bear, great, great pass blocker, and uh, great footwork. So that's where they're going. The Baltimore Ravens, Ray, this is interesting. They're kind of almost rebuilding. You know, all these injuries, let's see what they do. Who they go They've with. always had great defense. They've always had great defensive line. Um, Suggs is a big question mark going forward, maybe for the rest of his career. Nada was, you know, was a guy there that, that caused havoc for many years. I think they go in that same vein. Joey Bosa, like you said, he's slippery. He doesn't have the, the measurables that Buckner has, but 
you look at him on tape, and he always disrupted play in a very good Big Ten conference. So I like Joey Bosa from Ohio State to go to the Ravens. Mm. Yeah, the Baltimore Ravens are going to be better this year. You know, I don't like to say that as a Steeler fan. But just the health alone, they should be good. And I think to add with Suggs coming back and, and their, their guys, they, they need somebody on the, on the end there. And it's going to be DeForest Buckner. I think this kid from Oregon, he's going to help. They like length, and the Ravens will get it in him. He, he should be legit. Number seven, this could be a, a trade move. Who knows? What do the Niners do when they need so much talent? And are they going to keep capping? Trade is number one thing I would do, but if you don't trade, yeah. to lose Patrick Willis, is is a big deal, right? And they've never really recovered from that. Mm-hmm. So I think in that line, I mean, for so many years they had Patrick Willis in there and Navarro Bowman, and they need that impact linebacker. And I think their guys, Miles Jack, they must have seen him many, many times, right? They're they're the home, you know, Stanford and Cal is right in their backyard. Miles Jack played for UCLA. Now he had the knee injury, but all the doctors are not really concerned about him like they are Jalen Smith. So I like Miles Jack going to the Niners. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. We we never do this together, and we kind of share our stuff. And, you know, we just sometimes think alike, especially when it comes to the sports world. And for me, it's without question. Listen, every team looks at the cartilage in that knee and sees it differently. He's back. He's going to be able to play this year. I think I would bet on the kid, and I think he could have been the top three pick if he was completely healthy. But I think their linebackers, he needs help with Bowman, and their defense needs to step up. You could go O-line here because you just got Staley. You don't know what's going to happen with Anthony Davis. But I say Miles Jack to the 49ers. Number eight, the Browns, who are looking to trade down. This they is a trade to be 100%. For if Ezekiel Elliott's there, they could trade him to the Dolphins. But mm. that reveals a little bit of my thinking going yeah. forward. But I'll say if they wanted to pick, I'm going to throw a, a, a player in here that people have going later, but I'll say Eli Apple from Ohio wow. State, the local product, right? Cleveland, oh, Columbus, hour and a half away early. I like him as a cornerback, the next best cornerback off the board after the crazy athlete Jalen Ramsey. Uh, I think the Browns think to themselves, look, we need offense, but I don't know that they have an impact offensive player at eight that they like, so I like them staying with the hometown product, Eli Apple. Well, I agree. They do need offense, and there is somebody that's impact, and to me, it's the best, second best tackle in this draft, who some feel is just a smidget below Tunso because he's a better run blocker, not a better pass blocker, but a better run blocker already. And that's Ronnie Stanley from Notre Dame. I think they lost two linemen in the off season um, and Mack in the center and then uh, the right tackle and Schwartz. Look, Joe Thomas won't be there forever. So eventually you think Ronnie Stanley can play left. Maybe you start him at the right tackle and keep Joe at the left. You could also trade Joe if you want to get more value. Um, I I like Ronnie Stanley, but I think they're going to trade down and then get somebody else later on, possibly Paxton Lynch. But we'll see. This would definitely be one of my three to five trades in the first round, Ray. The Browns are going to move that pick. But I say Ronnie Stanley. Who you got? Tampa Bay, baby. 
how do you follow Tampa. up Jameis Winston and all that offense? You got to go you defense. Go to the defensive right? side of the ball. <laughs> I think offensively they're fine. They have an offensive coach now. They have an offensive system. So you try to compensate on the other side of the ball. I think you're okay offensively. I think you need to focus on the other side of the ball, and you need to find either an impact defensive end or a cornerback. And I think the impact defensive ends are gone by the time they choose. They have some tackles and then some people in the middle. But I think at that point they take the kid from Florida, Vernon Hargraves, and he solidifies himself as a corner there for five, ten years. You know what? I we agree again because to me, look, Hargraves. There's some question about his size and his speed. Ran a four-five, and he's only like five-nine and three-quarters of an inch or whatever. But he's a ball hawk. He's a baller. I've seen his games. My uh, son is a Gator fan, so he always brags about how good this kid is. But a lot of people feel he could just be a slot corner, a nickel corner, you know, and that's a high pick for that. But, look, this guy will get turnovers. You know, he, he's a ball hawk. So, I like him there, and I think the Bucks have got to go for it. So, I think they're going to take Vernon Hargraves. The Gator stays in Tampa. Number 10, the New York football Giants, Ray. Where they going, man? Well, you talk this guy up, and I think he's a top 10 pick, and the Giants need to solidify Eli Manning, keep him upright. So, I like Ronnie Stanley the offensive tackle from Notre Dame. You talked about him, how good he is, how he's a step behind Tunsil, and he can help run. And that's what the Giants need to do. They need to open up some running lanes. We know they can pass. We know ODB's the man. Larry Donnell is coming back. If they can get something out of Victor Cruz, they need <laughs> to establish the run. Yeah, if they can get something out of Victor Cruz. Hey, they lost Ruben Randall in free agency. Some people think they should go for Treadwell here and draft a receiver. Listen, I, I, to me, I say you spent money on the defense, but guess what? It was so bad that you still need more help on the defense. And I think the best way to do it is to get to the quarterback. So Olivier Vernon and Pierre Paul need some help, and I think you can do that with someone with some explosive hands. I know a true Giant fan, our boy Edgar Burgos, he loves this pick and this is who he wants, and I happen to agree with him, and it's Shaq Lawson. From Clemson. Wow, you haven't gone up that high. Okay. Yeah, I like the Shackinator. How about the Bears at 11? Where are they going? The Bears haven't been good defensively in a lo- for a long time. <laughs> and long they time. need – that's their anchor, right? They've got Alshon Jeffrey locked up. They have some questions now. Losing Matt Forte running back. So you look at the offensive side of the ball potentially to help Cutler and the boys move the ball down the field. But I think ultimately they're a blue-collar town driven by the defense. They need themselves a nice linebacker. And I think the best guy on the board right now is Leonard Floyd from Georgia. And I think that they rank right there in terms of teams that need to bolster their defense. And you start it old school with a good linebacker. You know what I mean? They're in need. So they need a lot of players. They they could trade down also – but I think if they keep the pick, Leonard Floyd's their guy. I think he's a great pick. And actually, I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants take him. That's what the rumor mill is saying. Um, I, I like linebacker. They did sign uh, Danny Trevathan from the Broncos. Foxy loves defense. 
But Foxy likes the, you know, remember what he had? He had some good defensive linemen, and I think the Bears need to get back to that pressure because Fox knows that helps the secondary. And I think they're going back-to-back Clemson. This guy had one great year, so people think he's a one-year stud, but I think it's because he didn't get the opportunity, and now he got it, and he got busy. The last seven games had seven sacks. Kevin Dodd, he's going early, and he's going to the Bears. That's early, okay. Yeah, he's a stud. He's been moving up. Him and Leonard Floyd are the two guys that are really moving up the board that people are loving. So watch out for him. How about the New Orleans Saints? Drew Brees been in the media attacking Roger Goodell. What are the Saints going to do, Ray? Well, the Saints need to bolster their defense. I mean, you could argue <laughs> Drew Brees needs some more tools around him, but I think Drew Brees, That's even me. Drew Brees, would would say that he's got. He's okay with building up that defense. You know, he's he's carried that team for a long, long time on offense. So I like a kid who's had a great bowl season, really did well for himself in the senior bowls, and Sheldon Rankins is your guy, the big fella from oh, Louisville. Yeah. You like Plugged him. Plugs up I the middle. That. I like him. Plugs up the middle. Great run stopper. Can even – Get you get to the quarterback a little bit, a la and Sue coming out of Nebraska several years ago. So I like ranking for the, for the Saints. Yeah, that's uh, you know that's a good pick. The Saints, listen, the Saints, they, it's funny you feel like they're better than they are, but they actually need a lot. They need line, they need some weapons, they need defense. But you know what? I think losing a, a, a legendary Saint in Marcus Colston. I think the draft is deep, especially on defensive line and some linebackers that they get in the second round. Um, not so much the pass rushers, but just other defensive players. And I think they want to get somebody that could be special. Now, he only ran a 4.62, but he's 6'2 and 6'2 and a half, great hands. I think they go Laquan Treadwell, wide receiver Laquan. from Ole And you put him with uh, Brooks. Uh, Brandon Cooks, I'm sorry, Brandon Cooks and him, and, and, and then Drew Brees might just be able to outscore teams. You've got to replace Marcus Colston, and he likes big receivers. So I, I think that's going to be uh, pretty, pretty nice for the Saints, along with their other acquisitions. They, uh, who they signed at tight end? They signed somebody this year. They got, uh, they got one of our guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Benjamin Watson was their guy for a while, but he's getting old. Yeah, they did sign a uh, – yeah, Benjamin went over, and they got another tight end. I forgot who it was, but, I, you know, I think it should be a, a nice little fit for them. The Dolphins are on the clock. Our boy Hank's team, number 13, where they going? They might <laughs> even trade up for this guy, but if he falls to them, they're for sure taking him. Ezekiel Elliott, Zeke, Zeke. And I think he's a perfect fit. They need an explosive runner. They tried to get C.J. Anderson from Denver. He stayed. So they need a guy that can make plays. Lamar Miller's gone. He's in Houston. So if Ezekiel Elliott's around, they'll get him here. They may even trade up to eight. They might trade up with the Browns and eight to get him. No, that's a great pick. I had the exact same pick. So that's three we have together in this first round so far. Um, listen, Ezekiel could be the most talented player, explosive player in this draft. He's a three-down back, and he's a great blocker, a pretty decent receiver. He'll get better on that, but he, he's a great pick for them. The Raiders, 14, what do you say? The Raiders are building up studliness on defense. Um, they've obviously got some young players on offense that 
played very well the first half of the season, kind of cooled off a little bit. Love Amari Cooper, love David Carr. They have to figure out uh, the running back situation if they really believe in that. But I think they focus on defense, and I think they take a guy named Noah Spence from Eastern Kentucky. He's a guy that most people go a little bit later. Yeah, that's mad early. Okay, I feel you. Well, I've seen him. I've seen him going in the in the fifteen to twenty range, and I've seen some people having him not even in the first round. Well, talk about him though, Ray, because he's really smart. He sent. Remember, he started at Ohio State, wound up at Eastern Kentucky, but he sent everybody. His drug last, what, 20 drug tests to all 32 teams and letting them know, look, you can test me every week. I've been he said, clean. I'm no Randy Gregory. And I will stay clean. And, oh, and let, let's just say this. Let's give the guy some props because they get attacked. Nobody tested positive at the combine for any drugs this year. So kudos thank to the fellas. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you, young players. Thank you, young men. <laughs> yes, thank you, young men. So, you know, okay, so – Listen, the Raiders, the Raiders, uh, Noah Spence, I, I like it. That, that's an Al Davis pick, right? You know that, right? It's not Reggie yep. McKenzie. That's Al Davis from the grave taking that one. I like that. So, Tay is going to go with the Raiders with a corner. Charles Woodson is gone. You got to deal with the quarterbacks and the offense of the AFC West, and they are going to take the apple of Ray's eye, another Buckeye. Eli Apple, back-to-back Buckeyes for uh, well for me at thirteen and fourteen. Eli Apple goes to the Raiders. Fifteen, Ray. The Titans are on the clock after that mega trade. Whew. You know the Titans were going to pick Laramie Tunsil number one if he was of if they kept the number one pick. So I mm-hmm. still think that their goal is an offensive lineman. So they yes. take in my mind, the best offensive lineman on the board, tackle Jack Conklin from Michigan State, penciled in nicely. You trade down, you get Conklin a for the number one, you still get a, a fine offensive tackle in Conklin. Oh, he's good. He's legit. I actually agree with you, but I went with the Ohio State Buckeye, Taylor Decker, who I like as well, maybe a little bit looser, not maybe as stiff as Conklin, but they're both relatively good. Big Ten linemen, uh, you could you know switch them out. But I went with Taylor Decker, but I do think the Titans have to take a lineman to help Mariota. The Lions, Ray, at 16, they need a lot of help. Whew. They do. And to <laughs> me, I think they could go with a receiver, right? You don't just lose – <laughs> Megatron and, and replace not him with Marvin with Jones. Anybody. Exactly with Marvin Jones, me and Mrs. Jones. So you don't you don't do that. But the question is, is Laquan Treadwell, Josh Doxson, you know, uh, William Fuller, are they guys that you can pencil in comfortably at 16? I'm not sure. I think the Lions also want to solidify their defensive line, and they've had some turnover. You know, ever since Ndamukong Sue left, they haven't been as dominant. Uh, if they can put somebody across from Ziggy Ansah, I think they might look to do that. Shaq Lawson, your boy from Clemson, who you Ooh. talked about a couple picks ago, to me is an interesting pick here for the Lions. I'm not mad at that. If he's still there, that's a very good pick. I'm going with really my, my one of my guys at Bama, you know, Ray and Tay, we, we're old school Bama fans. Uh, Michigan Wolverines is our favorite college football team. 
But this guy from a great defensive line from the championship Bama squad for Nick Saban, I got to go with Jaron Reed. They need help in the trenches. And to me, they've lost a lot the last couple of years on that defensive line. You know, they lost uh, the other kid uh, fairly. Jaron Reed, defensive tackle from Bama, he will replace things perfectly. Falcons at number 17. Where them dirty birds going? So they might go offensive line, but I don't know that they might go with like a Taylor Decker or somebody to help solidify the line for Matty Ice, give him some more protection. But to me, I think they go to defense. I mm-hmm. think they take, here we go, with the run on Ohio State players, Darren Lee, linebacker, mm-hmm. Ohio State, goes to the Dirty Birds. Isn't it fascinating already how many Buckeyes and Alabama Crimson Tide guys we've already mentioned? It's just amazing. You know, people don't even realize, like, those teams are in the top five every year for a reason. You know, we got Clemson kids. We got the Notre Dame. We got Alabama and Ohio State. Well, for me, the Falcons, I agree. I think they're going to take a player that could, and he's moving up the draft board, could go earlier. But it's another SEC kid, the Georgia Bulldog. I'm going with Leonard Floyd, the linebacker. I think the Falcons and Dan Quinn will drool for this kid. They could, might even go up and get him if they're really in love with him. But if he drops, they will snatch him so fast. Wow. Number 18, the Colts, Ray, who definitely need offensive line. Hello, protect Luck. Right. So that's exactly right. Peyton Manning, the formula was protect him and then get him some star pieces on offense. The defense lacked a little bit. you got to keep Andrew Luck up, especially with that kidney laceration that he had. Uh, Matt Hasselbeck was able to fill in a little bit with that quick strike offense, but ultimately offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Taylor Decker is the best available right now. Again, offensive tackle, Ohio State. Yeah, no, you can't be mad at that. you got to love it, and I agree. I just We flip-flop, and here I have the line. Um, look, excuse me, the Colts taking Jack Conklin, Michigan State. Great fit, you know, close to the area. I think he's going to be a road hog and knock knock some uh, knock some socks off for guys. The Buffalo Bills and Sexy Rexy at 19 with his brother helped to be the defensive coordinator over there and assist or whatever. Where do you think the Buffalo Bills are going? So the Bills have talent on offense, have talent yeah. on defense, or have a talented yeah. roster. Yeah. You know Rex loves him some linebackers. And you take a linebacker from a studly program like Alabama, and I think you don't let Reggie Ragland get off the board here or stay on the mm-hmm. board here. So I think the Bills pick up a nice, solid piece in the middle, not sexy, but in the middle, run stopper, can cover the middle of the field and help. Like Moni in the middle? Like Moni? Where you, where's she at? <laughs> where you at? Reggie Ragland. There you go. Listen, Reg, listen, Reggie, I think he might be a little bit lower, but one thing you can say about him, that guy is a great tackler and just a solid Saban Bama linebacker. You know what I mean? Like, you, have, you know when you draft him, that's a football player. So I got the Bills going with Noah Spence, the guy that you had earlier. I think Noah Spence has proven he's going to be okay. And listen, they got rid of Super Mario Williams. He left. And I think getting Noah Spence in there to join the, the Bills, you know, Marcel Darius and Kevin Williams, it's going to be perfect 
and Noah Spence will work in Rex's scheme fantastically, and Rex will be ready to attack Brady, Garofalo, Fitzpatrick, Tannehill, whoever. So Noah Spence to the Bills. Our J- J-E-T-S, J- let's pretend sure, we're sure, in sure. the old, the old uh, uh, Radio City Music Hall. The Jets are now on the clock. <laughs> the Jets fans go crazy as Chris Berman announces it. Ah! And they start the chant. Ray, their Jets are dead our hearts, right? We're, I'm a Steeler fan. You're a Cowboy fan. We both grew up in New York. The Jets are our second favorite team, without a doubt. We love them dearly. We want them to win. Their first, their first and only Super Bowl happened before we hit the earth. Where do the Jets go to help Jet fans and Jet Nation? Because they couldn't sign Fitzpatrick, it leads me to believe that they don't think he's the truth. Because if he's the truth in a quarterback league, then you just pay him. You, you just find a way. You manage the salary cap. Salary cap's going up. Football's in fine health. means – they don't believe in him in the long term. You don't believe in him in the long term. Maybe that means they, they don't believe in Petty, and they don't believe in Geno Smith. Means they have to start over again. They'll probably, <laughs> if he's there, and he probably will be, take a yeah. shot at Paxton Lynch, quarterback Memphis. Turn the franchise around with a new franchise quarterback. You know what? This is the fourth time, ladies and gentlemen, that Ray and Tay agree. One concern, I got to mention our boy, Brian Berjanski, who's called the show before. He mentioned, look, this doesn't always mean anything, but Paxton Lynch got a 12 under wonder lick where Wentz and Goff were 36 and 38. Did Marino you know, but, get a five or something like that? Uh, some guys have gotten low. But in terms of thinking quick or processing information, and, you know, Memphis, he looked at the sidelines. It was, a, you know, the, the spread with the one read. I tell you this, I saw Memphis play two or three games. I watched that whole Ole Miss game. Paxton Lynch, I like this kid, Ray. I know he needs a year or two. You're on the Lynch mob? I, but I think Chan Gailey will work around and work with him. I think you could start Geno if you wanted to the first six weeks because the, the, the Jets have decent receivers, good running game, good O-line, great defense. And I think you could bring him along week seven, week eight, or after the bye week, whatever it is, you could put in Paxton or do it like, you know, the old days, week 10 or 12, like they did with Eli. But I think Paxton Lynch, whether he sits the whole year or part of the year, I think Chan Gailey will bring him along. And I think he's in the right place to learn. And I say six, 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 seven, but with all that athletic talent and ability, and he's got a cannon of arm, why not go for a chance? Because to me, if you believed in Bryce Petty Ray, it wouldn't even be a question. And in one year, he hasn't showed you enough that you're ready to even contemplate a quarterback. And you know what Fitzpatrick is. And you're like, Hey, I can only afford to give you seven to 10 million. You don't want that. You want 15, go somewhere else. And I understand it, you know? So Paxton Lynch, we agree on a fourth time, the Redskins at 21. So the Redskins just paid a lot of money for Josh Norman. Yes, and sir. It looks like they're trying to solidify that secondary. You got the Kinzash, fifty million guarantee. Wow, a missing piece, strong safety, Carl Joseph from West Virginia, lock down that secondary. Because in the NFC East, you're going to be like rolling. Safety. 
Now, yeah, Carl Joseph is a little small, little small, nice, uh, good Haitian kid. I like the, the piece they did on him. A lot of people also like Von Bell at safety. Those are the two top safeties. That's going to be interesting. Look, a lot of people think the Redskins should still take another safety or a corner or whatever. I think the Redskins and, and, and the GM, McCagnan, I think they're going to take a chance. I think they still have got to solidify that defensive line, and I think they realize that there's a guy who's got a lot of talent, and I think they feel that they've got the, the right pieces around that they could handle a kid like this and get him going. And I think Robert Kendichi from Ole Miss goes to the Redskins and they get this kid to be who he's supposed to be and what his talent says he is, and he balls out for the Washington Redskins in the NFC East, that defense, baby. 22. Best player in the country. Underachieved in college, but you're right. Anybody that gets him can turn him into his potential. That's nice. Yeah. All right. You know what? We got to speed it up here. So you know what I'll do? We'll do the next three picks together because to me, there's a wide receiver (laughs) run. So I'm going to say that the Texans, the Vikings, and the Bengals Uh all take wide receivers. So I like the Texans taking Will Fuller from Notre Dame. I got to put somebody beside DeAndre, uh, around DeAndre uh, Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think the Vikings have realized that Cordero Patterson is a number two. He's a special teams guy. They need a guy. Laquan Treadwell, you have him going earlier. I have him going here. Wow. And 24, the Bengals lost Sanu and Jones. They really have A.J. Green and, uh, you know, running back by committee. They need to bolster their their wide receiver court, Josh Doxson, broken hand, but other than that, he's fine. Okay. So I go three straight wide receivers. I totally agree. We agree with Fuller for the Texans. For me, the Vikings at 23, they go with Josh Doxson, who I think with along with my yo Terps, Stefan Diggs, the steal of last year's draft, will have some help for Teddy B. And then at 24, the Cincinnati Bungles, the Bengals, ladies and gentlemen, can they get over the hump? If they can, it's with Corey Coleman. He is a speedster from Baylor. He will light things up with A.J. Green, and they will not miss Sanu or Jones because Coleman, he will be bigger, not not bigger, but better and faster. Steelers at 25. Where are my Steelers going, Ray? I got them taking a corner. I got them taking William Jackson. William! And Jackson, how, how cool would that be for you, William Jackson, <laughs> quarterback from Houston? You know, I've thought of it, and I love him. I think William Jackson would be just awesome. The names of two of my boys. I think, though, they're going to go with Mackenzie Alexander from Clemson. So that's where I go. The Seahawks in 25, 26, where are they going? I think they go with a big offensive tackle. Jason Spriggs from Indiana. They want to get back to running the ball. They want to get back to offensive dominance. Their defense is fine. Uh, he's, he's like a second-round pick. Okay. Uh, I got him they, I got him penciled they, in for Seattle. They, they need help. I'll say this. They definitely need to drop the offensive line. I think they might do it in the second and third round. I'm going to go Sheldon Rankins. Like, you had him earlier. I think he drops down, and I think they know that they still got to pay guys up there. They've lost some guys on the, on the front end there. And to me, Sheldon Rankins fits right in with the defense and helps that line out. The Packers are 27. I got them 
bolstering their defensive line, little plug it up up the middle. B.J. Raji's kind of never been the same for the last couple of years. Andrew Billings, defensive tackle from Baylor. He's a stud. Great tackles for losses. But I say it's time to move Matthews to the outside, and they get the inside linebacker. You had him going earlier. He's going to be there. Reggie Haglund from the Bama, them Crimson boys. The Packers will be happy he is a stud. The Chiefs at 28, they could go a lot of different directions where you got them going. They could, but you know what? I think they get back to basics, defense, rushing the passer, stopping the rush. Cornerback out of Clemson, Mackenzie Alexander. Okay, well, here I got the Chiefs. Since they lost uh, the boy, uh, Sam Smith or whatever, they're going to go with my my sons, <laughs> William Jackson from Houston. And I think that helps their secondary, the AFC West, you know, a lot of passing. Now, for 29, I think we got a caller on here, Ray. They might want to yeah, come on and talk the, about the Cardinals pick. Let's pull the caller in. Hello, caller. You're on the air with Ray and Tay. Hey, um, this is Elijah from Scottsdale. I've called in a couple hey. times that I yeah Cardinals, Cardinals. Cardinals. Mm-hmm. who they picking at 29 you're on the clock you're the GM what do you say well for my um, for for my picks I mean I have someone who has been in a lot of different um, big boards has been predicted to go a little earlier so I think Cardinals need to do is trade up into like the 20 to 24 round I mean, in uh, picks, 20 to 24 picks. And I think we need to snag either Mackenzie Alexander, who you guys just said would go to Kansas City, or William Jackson. Because I'm looking at I'm – looking So at, you want a cornerback? Yes, a cornerback. Definitely, yes, sir. Because I am looking at our play and and our two playoff games against the Packers and against the Panthers. And one thing that is for sure is that – we need well, we need help in that secondary when Tyron Matthew is not there because you, we all saw that like against the Packers, um, Bethel couldn't couldn't cover people and you saw like people like Jeff Janis and with Aberdeen or, or something like looking. So you're like saying there's only one Patrick Peterson. So you, <laughs> if you could clone him, you would. Yeah, and I think that's what we're getting in Mackenzie Alexander. I mean, he's he is fast. He can cover and he's got like he's got a great like I, I looked it up he's got a four four seven um, forty yard dash yes and so I mean I think he could be that next Patrick Peterson in that secondary that could really seal up those holes and really push our team or our team's defense to like just I mean we're already one of the top two defenses but like I think we, he could push us even further. I mean, so you know what, Elijah? Really I love the picks. Game. I love the picks, and I got to be honest with you. We do this draft without trades. So to me, you're okay. absolutely right. The Steelers take Jackson, and the Chiefs take Alexander. So he would. Neither of those two guys would be there. And then if you look back on the board, I don't know that there's a cornerback. No, there is one guy the- left. I think Artie Burns from Miami could yeah, be. Yeah, Artie there. Burns from my, from Miami. He's talented. He's talented yeah, too. He, if he's there, yeah, that's he a good. Be, yeah, yeah, True. Sorry, Artie Burns, you're right. In fact, I have him going. But my yeah. guy is A'shawn, 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 A'shawn Robinson. A'shawn? Defensive tackle, 
Alabama. I feel like you cannot have enough defensive linemen, especially out there in the heat, in the desert. You rotate them in, and that's my guy. I think that, uh, wow. you know, cornerback's a great pick, yeah, but that... I might go with a defensive tackle. Yeah, that is a uh, that's a, another solid thing. I mean, I was also thinking about different um, the, uh, defensive linemen. I mean, we were, I believe, like 21st in sacks last year, so that could be something we go to, um, even though we didn't well, get Elijah, let, me, let me ask you this, Eliza, because we got to get ready to go. I'll tell you, I have your team taking Ryan Kelly to center because you need a starting center, and I think that offensive line – could not run the ball enough or protect Palmer enough when they played in the playoffs against the big, big boys dealing with Seattle or the Panthers. So I think Kelly from Bama is a, you know, 10-year starter at center. But I want to ask you this before we let you go. Palmer's getting older. Second, third round. You don't have a second-round pick, I don't think. But it, do you guys draft a quarterback in this draft to develop? And who would you like to take to potentially – take over for Palmer in, in two or three years? Oh, boy, I am glad you asked me this question. I have been telling anybody who will listen that what the Cardinals need is Cardale Jones out of Ohio State University. Cardale! Here's why. Here's <laughs> why. He's got a great arm and great velocity, and and when he needs to, he can scramble the ball. And then let, let me tell you something. This kid is six foot five, two hundred and fifty-three pounds. The man I just described to you sounds like he could be the next Cam Newton, but the the, the, the knock on him or or Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well no, 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 wait, no, no, no. But but because we see the the knock on him has been that like he's had problems with accuracy and he has and he kind of rushes. Um, he'll rush throws, or like, and he's having trouble reading different zones. But one thing that I think is perfect medicine for that is a man named Bruce Arians. Now, let me give you three names right here: Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, and Andrew Luck. Those are guys that Bruce Arians has brought up and who has and who have flourished in the NFL. One of them is one of the greatest all time. Another one's a, a Hall of Famer. And then Andrew Luck is on the rise, and he is a star quarterback in this league. And so I think with, if Cardale Jones gets with Bruce Arians and gets in that film room and studies with him, that those problems, those, those, re, those problems reading the defenses and eyeballing receivers, I think those go away if we get him in our system. Okay. That's listen, great call. We like it. We'll see what happens and uh maybe you know, after the first round you can call us on Friday and then on Monday after the draft, hit us back up and, okay. and we'll see how your Cardinals did. We we wish you guys well. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And uh, Go Cards. Yeah. Yeah. Go Cards. We're gonna win this year. <laughs> I'm telling you. All right. <laughs> great, great, great call. call. Thanks a lot. So we finish it up. You know, I like your Ashawn Robinson pick, Ray, and I, I like my Kelly pick as well. They can't go wrong either way. They also do need a corner. The Panthers at 30, they obviously need a corner, but they never do what's obvious. So tell me what you think they're going to do, Ray, because uh-huh. you never know what gentlemen. <laughs> That's true. No, but I do think they're going to take uh, your boy from my uh, Artie Burns. I, I uh, like him too. here. Yeah, I think he, he fits a need. And, I, you know, 
how do you – we will talk about this on another show, but Josh Norman just leaving like that, that just – it, that baffles me. I understand financially. They got to pay Keekly. They got to pay K1 Short, uh, Star to LA. So they're worried about the big front. And they feel their philosophy is if you can get pressure, you can have anybody play that sort of man zone coverage that they play. They don't play a real man. They play like a man zone, like your zone and you stick the man to come to your area. And they feel that a lot of guys can do that on a Norman level. And we'll see. I think Norman showed that he was kind of special the way he banged up with uh, Beckham and Julio, but who knows? Let's hope Artie Burns, who we both feel will go there, can step in and help. Um, I still think they need some more offensive line and another receiver as well. So we'll have to watch the Panthers draft. And to end the first round, because the Patriots do not have a pick, (laughs) the 31 first pick of the Denver Super Bowl champion Broncos, Ray, they select? If he's there... They'll be very, very happy in Denver to get a young man by the name of Robert Kimdiche. If he's around, and you have him going earlier, but if he's around on a team that just won the Super Bowl, that has still had. They would take that chance, too. I I totally agree. Ward and Ware and Miller, and of course, Uh, you know, at the helm, uh, your boy, John Elway. from Missouri last year, Shane Ray. Shane Ray, I think, woo, that's scary. Oh, that would be very scary. You're right. I can see that. But you know what? They just lost our boy, Trevathan. And I think, to me, they want a tackling machine. And this would be, I guess, the fifth Buckeye. This record is six. And so if Von Bell goes in there, that would be six. But this would be the fifth Buckeye. We both have five Buckeyes. And I say it's Darren Lee, linebacker from the Ohio State Buckeyes. The Ohio State. The Ohio State that will go to the Denver Broncos, replace Danny Trevathan, which they need, and um, and away we go. Um, trades, because we said there could be, I say, three to five. I don't know how many How many do you think will go down potentially. Uh, well, Just major first trades, round. right, first involving first-rounders. Yes, first-rounders. Um, yeah, five is a lot. Maybe two or three. I, I do like – Right, because we've already this, had three, so then maybe two more would make it five. Right. I like this notion that the Niners need a lot of talent and could trade down. The, the Browns. Browns could trade down. I, I, I still think there could be several teams trying to trade and maybe at the bottom of the first round trade out of the first round, trying well, yeah. to get somebody who's – clamoring for a quarterback or somebody That's where to trade I was back going, in. Because we know, Ray, traditionally, look, they just did it a couple of years ago, the Seahawks traded out. Um, you know, Packers and Chiefs probably wouldn't. You don't know if the Panthers or Broncos might. Um, I don't think my Steelers or Bengals would either. But definitely the Seahawks could trade out. But I could see uh, Tennessee or the Browns being able to come back in if they wanted to, or the Cowboys. Remember, the Browns have the 32nd pick, but they've got a bunch of and I can see them coming back in for a Hackenberg, a Connor Cook, a Paxton Lynch if he drops. I, I'll just say this. We both agree three quarterbacks in the first round. Don't be shocked or surprised if you see four or five, even though I don't think they're worthy. Just don't be surprised. It could be teams trading up like the Browns or somebody to come back in and get a player. You know, and obviously, if a great player is falling, like a Miles Jack or Kendichi, that somebody says, "I need that talent," somebody could trade back up in and get that too. So, 
It'll be a fun night, Ray. I'm excited. You know, you can't help but love it. Obviously, your team is drafting early at four. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of intrigue, and a lot of young men, their lives change. They worked really hard to get here. You love to see them hugging the commissioner, Roger Goodell. He does a great job. Thank you again for nobody getting caught smoking weed before the combine. Yeah, that's 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 a good look. That's a good look. But <laughs> you know, I, I think I think it's gonna be a great night. We'll be back on Friday to recap the first round and all the wildness and uh give you our thoughts on, on the rest of the draft because a lot of fun and a lot of good things happen on Saturday, you know, I mean on Friday night with rounds two and three, because you really start to get the rest of your roster you know, and you build your roster rounds two through four, you know. So, uh, Ray and Tay will uh, assess the first round and, and, and break down uh, two and three for you on Friday. We'll probably go early, whether it's the afternoon or evening, we'll go before. I think, what do they, what do they start on Saturday, on Friday? They probably start at 7 p.m.? Yeah, something like yeah, that. we got to look at yeah, the schedule. So, we'll have to we'll, – maybe we'll, we'll – we'll, come on a little bit earlier in the afternoon or something. We'll work that out. But either way, enjoy the draft. Enjoy game seven tonight, NHL, and uh, Lightning, and, and, and uh, my Islanders, Brooklyn. They start tonight. Let's go, Islanders. Um, so that should be fun. And then the NBA games, you know. Yeah, keep an eye on the Charlotte-Miami games. It's a two-point game. Ah, they're going at it. You got to love it. You got to love it. So a lot of fun. A lot of NBA stuff, you know, you got Tiger Woods sightings and, uh, you know, all types of stuff in the sports world. Jake Arrieta, people questioning if he's doing anything because of the way he's been pitching. You got your boy flipping the bird. What's this kid? Tyler Collins flipping out with the bird. <laughs> all right. The sports world is never, it's never ending of uh, topics and stories and drama. And you know what? The best thing about it is, it, it's a relief and it's a lot of fun. So enjoy it. And we love sharing it with you. And uh, like always, thanks for listening and uh, talking sports with friends. We're out. Peace.